Blog Talk Radio. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? This is I Can't Make This Stuff Up with JR and Ms. Nicole. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is Friday once again, and we are here for another great show. So, of course, you know, guys, last week we did a show um, for two hours. Tonight we are not going to be doing a show for two hours this time. With this one, we're going to keep it at just an hour. But we want to thank you guys so much again for tuning in. Those of you who are tuning in by way of web at blogtalkradio.com forward slash can't make this stuff up. Those of you who are calling in to the live line of 515-605-9726, or those of you who may listen to us later on Apple Podcasts, thank you so much again for tuning in. All right, so Ms. Nicole, how has your week been? It has actually been very busy, but extremely productive, so I am very excited about that. Awesome. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You sound very excited. <laughs> well, you know what? As I said that, I was thinking of my birthday is coming up, so I was just like, oh. yes, yes, it is. <sighs> just in a few weeks, so yes, yes, yes. So I'm excited about that. I always, awesome. you know, I had a question recently about Valentine's Day, like you know. <laughs> How do I celebrate it and this, that, and the other? And I was just like, um, I don't. <laughs> uh, and I really never have. That's never really mm-hmm. been my thing. My thing is birthdays. Hey, I'm with it. You know, to celebrate you on your special day because we don't all get a chance to uh, see it. So, yes, right, that, that's I am true. big that on birthdays. Yeah, you are. You so are I feel like it's just exciting. Yeah, just it's you know, for me, you know, some of us have really had bad days, bad weeks, bad years. However, um even in the bad times, we still have to sit back and be thankful to be on this side of the grass. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, just absolutely. looking forward to my day. Absolutely. Yeah. So how are you, Jr.? Well, you know, like the gospel song, I won't complain, like it says in the song, I've had some good days and I've had some hills to climb. This week has this week honestly was it was a roller coaster of a week. I had a couple of a few days that were some great days, a few days that were not so great days where I basically just had to spend some time alone with God and, you know, just some time in prayer and, and meditation and you know, I've I always tell people there's a comfort in prayer, but not only is there a comfort in prayer, there is power in it as well. Um, And it does change things for those people who are very spiritual and, you know, and have that relationship with God like myself. um, You know, it is something that for me, I, I, whenever I have those moments where it seems like everything is coming down on me at one time, I have to step away and I'm and I just have to go into that prayer my prayer closet and I have to, you know, just talk to God about what's going on, even though we know he's omnipotent and he sees everything. It's just I'm like, Okay, I need to just go before him and just lay it all to him. But, you know, in doing so I've been able to just get into a better space, a better mood, a better, you know, mind frame. And it's so funny because I was talking with a friend of mine um, um, yesterday, actually, as a matter of fact, and they were saying how they've been dealing with so many different things, and they were just basically pushing it down, like all these different things going on in their life, and they're just kind of pushing it down and suppressing it. And then yesterday, they finally reached a breaking point, and they they broke down on their way to work, and they were weeping and all of this kind of thing. And so they ended up calling me. Uh, yesterday and we were talking and actually I felt the Holy Spirit moving in me and I just was like, you know what, let me go into prayer for for you. And and that's what I did. Um, And I felt like that was something that they needed because the thing thing that I told my friend, and this is something I have to tell a lot of people, it is okay not to be okay. Mm -hmm. That that, uh, sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, of course, I'm sure. I'm sure you know you've played it on your greatest hits. I've played it on mine as well. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. always tell people, listen, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay 
to cry. It's okay to get angry. It's okay because we're human. But, you know, I've learned don't stay in that space long. True. True. You know. But on a happier note, um, (laughs) guys, because I know, you know, we we have our moments, guys, when we're very poignant and very, very open and honest about things because we're family. Oh, you know, we are, we're all – Well, we always keep it honest, and that's what we will always do on this platform. Of, of course. Um, but, of, but like I said, on a happier note, um, you've had some interesting events that have happened just mm. this week that have had you scratching your head like WTF. So I'm going to let you kick off the show tonight and tell us what you've been, what you had going on. <laughs> I believe out of my entire week, yesterday I was just blown. It was definitely a a moment where it was a, I can't make this stuff up. Mm. So I had an appointment to get my hair done, and that appointment was supposed to be at 9 Mm a.m. However, comma, she has been late before. So as I began to get myself together, I also texted her to um, to make sure we were still good for nine. So she told mm-hmm. me yes that she was, you know, she was going to be taking an Uber or Lyft, but yes, everything was good. Well, move forward. I get there, and she doesn't get there until probably about nine twenty-five. Oh, so um, it just <laughs> for me. It just went downhill. It just really did. Um, I gave her a moment to get herself situated, so I didn't even get out of my vehicle as of yet. Uh, went inside, and when I get inside, she still wasn't ready for me, even though she texted me to say, hey, I could come in now. When I get inside, what she doing? she's on the phone with her booth thing. Oh, she wasn't making coffee, making sure your chair or anything well, was ready? Like, it's okay. not just that. How about you apologize for your tardiness? That, that part. Well, yeah, that part, and it's that part that I never received. Um, mm. So she proceeds to actually chat with him for at least a good five to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, like, giving her this look, like, are you serious right now? I've already sat out in my vehicle, and we're already 30 minutes behind. Right. And now you are just talking on the phone as if I'm not even here. Then she finally says to him, uh, oh, you know, my first client is here, so let me go ahead and start. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, yeah. So she starts, and um, she finally calls me over. And the first thing that I do say to her is, this is why I contacted you to see if you were going to be on time. Oh, well, you know, I'm taking an Uber or a Lyft, and, you know, they cancel sometimes. And then it, and in my mind, I'm thinking, then you get an earlier start. But this True. is unacceptable. So then I said to her, because now there's no, again, no accountability and no apology still. Mm-hmm instead of all these excuses. So then I said, well, you know, you were late before. Oh, well, you know, uh, me and time just don't get along. Oh, they don't? So I'm thinking, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what they've got said. that kind of Again. relationship. Okay. Yeah, well, the type of relationship we now have is that I will never go back to her again. Now, <laughs> I know that some of you are probably wondering uh, why I stayed there in the first place and I didn't just leave. And why I didn't say more? Because, oh, I could have said more. It's actually, that was a question on the top of my list. Absolutely. Well, because I had a credit with her. Mm -hmm. I had paid her probably about five months ago for services that were never rendered. And and that was on my part, you know, on my behalf. I had told her that I would have to reschedule. And instead Mm -hmm. of me, um, because I had to make a deposit to her. So instead of me having her refund my deposit, I just said, go ahead and hold on to that, and we'll apply it for when I do come. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I didn't further get into it with her is it's like anything else. When you go order food somewhere and you would like to complain about that food and you've sent it back and you still want to eat there, you know not to do that. Right. Well, that was how I felt about my head. Like, you know what? She still got to put her hands all up in my head, so... 
yeah, this will just be the last time that I come through here. Well, it's like that saying goes, shame you on you if you fool me once. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. She doesn't get a strike three. Strike two was enough, and that was just profound. I could see if she had been apologetic, all of those things. And this just spoke volumes because we, in the black community, we get into the whole, oh, let's patronize each other and our businesses and so forth, which I don't have a problem with. But when you don't know how to be professional, regardless of what color or non-color your business is, I have a problem with that. I'm As not you going are. to patronize you just because you are black. I agree. So she and has I get now it. lost my business. And I get it because it's almost, <laughs> and you're going to laugh at this, that's almost like with the whole insomnia cookies uh, fiasco that happened to me last year. Uh, yeah. You know, that this it's almost like that, like they how they patronized me with that whole situation, and that was my first experience. So I mean, I totally again, I totally get it. And for me, it's and again, it's not just about accountability. It's about being one hundred percent as a business owner. It's about being professional. Period. Absolutely. Um, and I just I mean, felt like. Yeah, it's just that lack of professionalism because even for myself as a recording artist, I, you know, if I book time, and I'm, this is a God honest truth, if I book time for a studio session because I know that enge- even though I know that engineer is getting paid, you know, for that session, if I'm going to be late, I'm effectively communicating, hey, I'm stuck in traffic, I might be five minutes behind, you know, five minutes late, whatever, whatever. It's about one being professional, and it's about communication. And at the same time, be grown enough or an adult enough, if you will, <laughs> to be to apologize. Mm-mm. Oh, you, you mean know, the accountability piece? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just be accountable and and apologize. Hey, you know what? I'm so sorry that it took me so long. I had I ran into da 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 da, and you know, but going forward. You know, I'll make sure to do A, B, C, and D. And that's the thing that, you know, when you and I, we work together at the same contact center, we learned an acronym, ARM. You acknowledge, respond, and move forward. So some people, you know, and that's my thing. Acknowledge that you acknowledge that you were wrong. Respond to how you were wrong, and let's move this thing forward. But mm-hmm. the fact Can we just even, go ahead and teach that to everybody? Cause this, right. I'm t- and, it, and then, wait, it gets better. He talked on the phone again. Like, it just, I know, I will never go back, ever, ever, ever. Like, I was just blown. Now, I am one of those type folks that I try to get something good out of the bed, and what did come good out of that is one of her clients that came through, and I don't know whether she was there to get her hair done or whatever, we ended up making a connection, like, as far as business. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. So, I was happy about that. I said, okay, so God put me in the in this in this space for a reason right here. Right. I was truly not happy. I mean, I'm usually a very talkative individual. I said nothing because you I'm said like, you usually are. I was feeling. I said nothing. Like I said nothing. Because I've been because I've been around you in some instances, it's like even when your lips say nothing, your face says everything. Um, <laughs> Come on now, now you telling my secrets? I mean, but but the thing is, that's that's why we're besties because I'm the same way. You know, my face will tell even when my mouth says nothing, my face says everything. Well, I'm sure my face said everything yesterday because I just. I was just blown. Um, it's almost it's almost like when we went to go see eighty for Brady, and with the whole popcorn <laughs> thing, which we'll talk about that at another time because that was too funny. <laughs> that was too funny. We'll, we we got to talk about that one on the next show. But that, yeah, that and was I, I, customer service moment. Yeah, and I wrote that down, so I know I'll rem- I will remember that one for next week's show, guys. When I tell you about how that whole situation went, that was too funny. That and then the Zachary thing. That was with something else. So it was it for some reason. Okay. 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 So Pete so so guys, this is the thing. So now that we're on this subject of customer service, I don't know what it is with Ms. Nicole, but for some reason 
or another, she always tends to have some type of bad customer service experience. From the moment my, we start, food. <laughs> especially with her food, from the moment that we started this show in November, the first situation she had was with the food um, before Veterans Day was with the food at Panera Bread. Oh, with the oh my God. It had the oh barbecue sauce on it. And Veterans Day with the the, pasta, the the deep dish that wasn't deep dish and the chicken Alfredo. I don't understand what's going on with all of the the level of customer service that she receives, however, <laughs> I've been there to experience some of it, and I promise you, it's not, like she said, she keeps her comments to herself some of the time. Some of the time, I'm, I have to, like, like tap her on the arm, like, Ms. Nicole, don't, don't do it. Don't like it's almost like like Sophia in the color purple. Don't do it, Miss Steely. Don't do it. I already know what's getting ready to happen. But if anybody else is calling in or is on the line tonight that has anything that that they've experienced with customer service that has had them scratching their head, please hit that one um, and and let us know if you are on the line. If you're calling in five one five six zero five nine seven two six. We definitely would love to hear about some of your customer service experiences that have had you scratching your head as well. Because God knows I have one that I have to tell you about that happened to me just yesterday. And it left me like, are you serious? But so you guys know, I took, you know, what I, I, I was very transparent. I, you guys know I told you back in December I got laid off from my job and everything. So I've still been on the hunt looking for work, right, in, in my field of IT. So... You guys also know that there are employers that are looking for employees, and then there are scam artists who are out here just trying to scam you. So you have to be careful with those kinds of things. Now, I'm all for people working because that's what we need to do to survive and to thrive in this world, unless you're a millionaire. Um, But even then, you had to work to get to that point, but I digress. But anyway, so yesterday – I did an an interview for an IT position, which went well. So after that, I ended up getting this phone phone call from someone that sounds like they're from overseas, and you already know where, where I mean when I say overseas, somewhere in the Middle East somewhere. They called me from a random number. And we're like, I'm not going to do the accent thing because I don't want to offend anybody. So they came on the phone, and I'm like, hello? And they were like, yes, is this? And, you know, they said my my name. I said, yes, this is he. How can I help you? And they said to me, well, we're looking. We have a role for an IT specialist. Um, Would you be interested? And we sent the information to your email. Now, of course, I'm trying to figure out what what this whole situation is. Now, I had access to my email, but I just want to find out what the the bones of this or what the meat of the matter was with this position. So I'm asking the person, I said, right now I don't have access to look at my email. Could you give me a breakdown of what the job description is? This person doesn't answer me. They just say, yeah. (laughs) Of course, my eyes are darting left and right. I'm like, okay, so obviously they didn't hear what I just said. I said, okay. And so they were like, so are you interested in this role? I said, well, what is the job description? Well, we sent the information to your email. I don't have access to my email right now. Could you tell me what the job description is? Again, they came back. Yeah. I said, where is the job located? Well, it's located in North Carolina. Where is the job located? Yeah, is what they kept saying. Okay, at this point, you're not listening to me, so let's hang up the phone. So I hung up the phone. And after I hung up the phone, I ended up getting another phone call from a different number. I declined it because I knew this was this, this, this person. They called back again from a different number and then just declined it again. They ended up calling again from a different number. And I'm like, okay, so this, wow. time, I, this time I finally answered. And I was just like, hello, and it was another Middle Eastern person on the phone. They sounded like they knew exactly what they were going to tell me, but they were just like, well, 
um, they, they were telling me a little bit about the job, and I was just like, okay, so what is the job description? I said, because apparently the last representative that I spoke with told me nothing. So what is the job? And they explained to me what the job was. I said, okay, so where is the job? He said, the job is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Do you live in North in Char- in Charlotte, North Carolina? Um, in Charlotte, North Carolina. I said, well, no. I said, I do live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Again, I know it was a language thing, but whatever. But um, so then I asked the question. I said, so what is the pay? They didn't want to specify what the pay was. They asked me the question, well, how much do you currently make? I explained to them how much I made with my previous job. And then they were like, oh, well, this job is paying A, B, C, and D. I said, okay, well, I'm not interested, and, and hung up the phone. So I say that because I'm just like, they really had me, like, again, guys, I can't make this stuff up because I'm just like, dude, you can't tell me what the job is. And funny enough, I went back online and looked at the email that they sent. It had no specifics for this job, like none. And so I say that to say this, that for anybody who has been looking for work or is looking for work, um, be very leery and very careful when it comes to things like that. Because there are people out here who are trying to scam you, and if they they are someone that you ask them a question and the very first thing they say is, yeah, hang up the phone, because they didn't I'm hear you. I'm trying to understand what the what they're trying to get though, because because um, I've had even had folks trying to scam me on Facebook Marketplace. But what and, and they do it through uh, on Facebook Marketplace. It's give me your phone number. So I'm not really sure what they're trying to do with the phone number. And I'm like, uh, no. And then the pot calling the kettle black. They want to say that I'm the scammer. I'm like, oh gosh. Mm, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, it, I'm it, still trying to figure out what these people are trying to get. Like, what what is their angle? I don't understand it either. But you know, it it is what it is. But um, it looks like we do have some callers um, on the line. Yay! So Yay. guys, um, and it looks like we actually someone is coming on the line now, which I'm so excited about. We're always excited when we get callers on the line. So let's go we ahead are. and bring this individual <laughs> on the line. Um, this one second. Hello. All right, you are on the line with Jr. and Ms. Nicole, and I can't make this stuff up. Who are we speaking with? Uh, Richard, how are you doing? I'm great, Richard. Hello, Thank you for asking. Mary. How are you? I'm doing great tonight. I appreciate this topic here. <laughs> um, I will share some of my experience, and, and y'all can chime in and tell me what you have the experience as well. I used to work part-time at Lowe's um, while I was still in the military, mm-hmm. and I would notice that African-Americans or blacks would treat other African-Americans different when they came in the store. Example it is is that we'll say, man, uh, you know, they would use a slang term to address them. Another thing mm-hmm. they would do is if a customer came in, they was trying to return something, they would give them a hard time. But then when oh. other races come in the store, they would bend over backwards or try to say, hey, how can we help you here? Um, another oh, wow. example, and y'all, y'all probably know this as well, you ever try to call customer service and you know the person in the back of the, of the phone might be of a, a different minority or whatever else, and you could tell by their tone that they're not willing to help you. It's like, yeah. oh, we don't do this. We can't do this for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you hang up the phone and call back five minutes later, and you get a different, you know, race of people who are more like, oh, yeah, we can do this for you. Uh, Absolutely. Hang on there. Let mm-hmm. me transfer you to this department and everything else. Oh, yeah. And, and, and for, me, for me now, just me, what I do now is if the individual sounds, a certain ethnic, I hang up the phone immediately and call back until I get the right <laughs> ethnic person who's willing to help. <laughs> because I already okay. know the answer is good. And what I have witnessed just working, you know, in my life here is that certain race of people are scared to 
make a decision because they might be accused of doing something wrong. Right. Nothing right. personal, but I have witnessed now that they're not willing to say, oh, I can make this decision for this customer because they're scared if I make the wrong decision, I'll get fired. When other races of individuals are like, it never enters their mind. They're like, I'm here to please the customer. So Okay, okay. I, I definitely can talk about this. <laughs> I okay, and I'll let you go on that note. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, yeah, and then, Ms. Nicole, if you want, want to give your response on that, you definitely can. Mm-hmm. But I, based off, off of this, because I've been working, I worked in customer service since I was 19. So believe me, I know this, this, this situation and scenario very well. So the first thing is when it comes to, call, when it comes to like, when you say I'm working face-to-face with um, – you know, certain people, and they would speak to their own race a certain way. I personally speaking, I feel like they that's not something that should be done because I feel like you should do it. Whom you speak to everyone the same, the exact same way, point blank yeah. end the period. Um, the second thing is is that when it, I mean, you shouldn't have an attitude. I mean, I don't care what the situation is that you may be dealing with. Everybody's not meant for customer service. Let's just start. Let's just say that. Everybody, everybody does not have that customer service type mentality. They just don't. Some people are just doing it just, just to get a check. I'm just going to be honest. But professional is professional. I don't care if you're black, white, green with purple polka dots. Professional is professional. Now, when the whole calling in to a customer service kind of thing, I'm going to tell you exactly why that happened. And this is something I learned um, back whenever I was um, I was an HR I was working in as an HR specialist. What happens is when they do the offshore kind of thing, they're trained to the letter that you have to follow this. You have to follow these these policies, these procedures. You cannot go outside of what you were trained. It's got to be straight, black, and white. That's one of the most frustrating things to deal with. When it comes to dealing with someone who is not in America, I'm just gonna tell the truth, because they are just straight, like it's 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 like they're reading a script. Because and I've and even for myself and working being in customer service as long as I was in customer service, I would get frustrated being on the phone with someone who was not in the states because I'm like you're not listening to what I'm saying to you. You are you know I was always trained to think outside of the box, to always think about what they call that unspoken need, because there's always something else that may be, that may be needed. You may have to get a supervisor. You may have to do some additional research, you know, or whatever it is to resolve the issue, but they're not trained that way. They're trained that this is what it is. You can't do anything outside of that. So it's like when you're starting to get frustrated and just, you're just like, look, this is not what I'm saying. I'm saying I need to do this, 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 and this. They're going to go right back to that same script. Well, I'm so sorry, sir, but, you know, looking over <laughs> the information is this, 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 and this. And I'm like, that's not what I said to you. I said to you this. And that's when you want to, that's when you like immediately, as soon as you hear that voice, you're like, uh-uh, click, nope, let me get some someone else that comes on the line. And they're just like, hi, how are you doing today? And you know it's someone from the States, and you're just like, okay, now I know I'm going to get somewhere. With this, per- with this person. And funny enough, it's a ripple effect because a lot of the time, especially as long as, because I've worked in, in a call center dealing with billing for a cable company. And mm-hmm. I've had, even have had customers that as soon as they come on the line, the very first thing they ask me, are you from America? That's the very first thing that they would ask me. And I'm oh, just wow. like, well... Yeah, you know, in my in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I am because I'm I'm like I'm speaking very clearly with diction, and you know, I have a southern drawl, so yeah, I'm I'm from America, but uh, but you know, that's neither here nor there. How can I help you? And then they'll explain, you know, what they've got going on, and I'm like, okay, absolutely, no problem. I'll be more than happy to assist. And then they'll be like, well, well, why didn't couldn't the last agent do that? You know, and so it's it's that kind of thing. But I feel like when it all boils down to it, no matter what a person's race or ethnicity is in customer service, you all, everyone should get the same treatment, period. 
if I'm going to get you, I'm, if I'm working, because I used to work in retail as well. When I worked, um, I worked in a grocery store. That was my first job. I didn't care who came in. You got some, you, when you came in and you came through to my, to my, my line, I greeted you. I greeted everybody with a smile. I greeted everyone with the, with, with that same energy. I, if if uh, a woman came in, and she um, had, a, had a, a kid with her. I'm talking to the kid. Hey, little guy. Hey, hey young lady. How are you? You know, it, I'm engaging with whomever. Now, I will say this, and I'm going to make you both laugh. And I said, now, there, there was this one time working in retail where this woman had come in, and she had a, a little infant with her. And I said, oh, I said, the baby's so cute. I said, and you're out with grandma. And she said, I'm her mother. And yeah, oh. that was yeah, that was the only time oh. that I received opa in that That's instance. That's like somebody congratulations on a pregnancy and they're not and they're pregnant. not pregnant yeah. exactly exactly. Oh. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that, oh. so that was, I, but I learned from it. I learned from it. So you know, aside all. from that, like that was, but yeah, I just feel like when it comes down to customer service, I don't care who you are, and Miss Nicole can attest to this. When we go out somewhere, I don't care who you are, male, female, black, white, purple. I'm gonna greet you the same way. Hey, hey, you, hey, you know, if it's a, if it's a young, a young man, hey, hey, buddy, how are you doing today? Young lady, hey, sweetheart, how are you doing today? It, I don't, I don't care. That's just, just how I am. But Miss Nicole, like, can you, you give any response to that? Uh, no, because we'll probably be here all night. I'll just leave that right we there. We got 28 minutes. Yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll just say that I definitely agree with what you're sp- speaking of, um, both of you. As a matter of fact, uh, it's again, for me, I am just big on great customer service. You know, it's that thing of saying, you know, treat people the way that you want to be treated, and that's what I do. But, man, when I'm out, I said that whole thing yesterday with the hair, that was a mess. That was so wrong, like wrong, wrong, but... Again, she does not have to worry about me ever returning, and I would never give her a referral. Never send customers her way. Not with that. Now, no. Richard, I do want to ask this question, though. So in your experience as you've seen that, what was your takeaway when you saw things like that um, where you saw, like, people who were of, you know, different races that they were treated differently than people of their of their own race how how what was your takeaway from that uh my takeaway is predominantly african americans don't treat one another as respectful as we should that's mm, my that takeaway yeah. and i, I uh, i'm 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 proud to agree and, with and you it, that mm-hmm. and i believe if, if we do if it does not change soon that the small businesses will not survive because we're the ones who cater to the business um and if we don't cater our money to them businesses nobody else will and until somebody i don't know you know you got to sharpen for everything else i think somebody needs to take the lead and and let businesses know that you'd be more professional to the clientele they serve instead of feeling that like uh Everybody, everybody's out to get something from one another. So I that's agree. The narrative is out there. I definitely agree with you on that. And see, the thing, funny enough, that being that you that you mentioned that, that also kind of ties back into like for myself. And it's so funny because uh, Mr. Cole and I were talking about this. Actually, aside from the show, we were talking about this last Wednesday. Um, after my performance, uh, Ms. Nicole, if you remember me telling you this, where I, I took and I had thanked her and then all of the people that came, the, the people that came out to see me yeah. perform live. Um, and I got emotional because so many people who were support, who, who I, because I've been doing music for 10 years, but even when I started, like, there were people that, I, that were all like, oh, I'm going to come, I'm going to support, we need to support, we need to support but they never showed up. You know, anytime mm-hmm. I did a lot, anytime I did a live show, they were never there. Um, like they were never in my corner. Didn't even know. And just this past holiday, like people didn't even know that I released holiday music that had been out for almost five years. And these are saying people here were just that have been like, Oh, I love your music and this, that, and the third, but they never support it. 
but it's like other people like all like the major artists like Beyonce and Rihanna and you know and and all of these other ones just like they'll spend nine hundred dollars to go get a Beyonce to go get a ticket to go see Beyonce in concert which I'm not hating on the Beehive if you guys want to do that that's all you I you're I'm not in your pockets you're not in mine however I feel like when it comes down to certain things like that if you're going to support a major artist who wouldn't even throw water on you if you were on fire. I feel like you should see it, and I'm, I'm saying that the G-rated way and not the way that I, that I usually say it, but the, you know, the thing is, is I feel like we, if you're willing to invest that kind of money into someone major who doesn't know you from a can of paint, you should also be able to support someone who is trying to get there. You know, I think that that is important because it's, it, it, that's the only way we as a, as a culture and as a society, is that we're going to actually grow when we start to actually pour into each other and not just try to take from each other. It's important. It's important. I even I feel like also, and I'm saying that small businesses have to work so much harder than other businesses. However, I've noticed also in uh, black businesses, the prices are so much higher. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you want to support, but you're just like, oh, my gosh. And I also don't like the um, the forced tipping. I don't like the deposit under. thing, personally speaking. I'm just we just don't tell the truth, shame the devil. I've never liked that. Like, mm. I see these these nail these nail uh, people that have these awesome, that do awesome nails, but and they're black owned, but they want you to make a deposit. I'm like, listen, I can go to Miss Kim at the nail shop <laughs> and I can get a manicure without a deposit. She gonna nick she's gonna yeah. nick my finger like she always does, however You know that you and that lady. Listen, you we've had that conversation. That's why I ain't got my nails we done have. lately, but I digress. <laughs> we but um <laughs> But yeah, it's um, it's just like certain things I'm like they don't require that. And I just don't, and I, that's something. I'm, Richard, I'm glad you brought up that conversation because that's something that I that I has me scratching my head. I will say this, I'm kind of blessed, uh, and I do know some things about business with some like companies is they have a lot of overhead um, and not so much business overhead overhead on some decisions they might have made early in their life that are coming out of their check and they're trying to live a certain lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I have witnessed that, um, you know, it's not so, so you're much saying that that's why – you're saying that's why the prices are sometimes a little bit higher? Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes the prices are a little bit higher because they have other responsibilities that's not part of the business model, mm-hmm. but it's – Part of where they gotta they gotta pay out, but they still want to maintain the same quality of life, right? Based on pr- other businesses that are similar to them. It's it's pretty much like that. More it's more more supply than demand, and not yeah. only and not only more supply than demand. It's like at the same time, some people when they're trying to build businesses, some people will go into debt trying to do it, and it's like oh, when they yes, have more. That. Mm-hmm. And when they have more overhead. It's like they're trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, but they are going to have to figure out some happy medium. I mean, if you want folks to come to you, I mean, it's just, it's like we're paying more to have to patronize those type of businesses. And I'm not and doing like that. Said, I'm I'm not, and like I said, but when I say that again, I'm not just speaking for black businesses, though, just small businesses in general. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's hard. It's hard. So I'm not saying that it is not. It is very difficult. Well, a lot of them don't want to combine their, excuse me, a lot of them don't want to combine their income to make them more marketable. They still right. want to be in, which there is a certain race of people, people can get mad with me when I say this, they combine their income. I yeah. have seen it. There's quite a few I have witnessed that combine income. They combine their income, which then makes their capital more. They can go in and be like, we have more money than one person. When you got five putting their money in the pot versus one, it's true. They, can, they, can, they can decrease their overhead costs. True. So, and, that, and that comes to customer service because you're upset. You're like, I'm spending more money every day to survive 
but you're doing it as one instead of like, hey, you know, the person a block down the road does the same thing if y'all combine your income. But, you know, that's a different story. <laughs> and it's, it and is. It's, that's the reason, a whole other topic. Is, I get it. Is, but the reason is is because it's rare to find someone who is who is not, and I, I'm trying to think of how I can say it, but I'm going to say it like I feel it. As Ms. Nicole, you always know that I do. Um, I'm gonna say, so the thing is, is that when you when it comes down to doing business ventures, you have to be able to do it with someone that's going to be on the same accord with you. And I think that's why those. People, I'm sorry. I said the passion, like that you exactly. have a passion for the craft. Uh-huh. Exactly. And so the thing is, is like that's why some businesses don't really like, like just like pretty much having to do all these kinds of things because they they want to go in with someone, but then it's like they come across people that's like that are leery about doing it, and and it's and it's not even so much as that. The thing for me, and it still even to this day makes me scratch my head, and I'm. A, almost 40. But the thing is, is that even as a kid, I learned, I used to, I remember back in the day where they used to do fundraisers and, you know, you, you sell, you would sell candy and you would sell donut, you know, the Krispy Kreme donuts and all that kind of thing. But, and I don't know if you guys have ever done this as well, but it's like you would go to your neighbors or, or whomever and you would be like, Hey, you know, I'm selling this so that we can do A, B, C, and D. And they would say, Oh, well, let me think about it. But you would go somewhere else where another culture is, let's say you go to the Walmart or whatever, they're selling Girl Scout cookies outside or they're selling the same donuts that you, or the same candy that you're selling and whomever goes up, sure, I'll be more than happy to. It's like, not, it's like the, the, the fear of taking, the fear of faith, if you will. It's like they're afraid to, to just step out on faith because they don't want to give up what, you know, give up what's in their hands out of fear of failure or something. I don't, I don't really know. And, and again, it's that lack of passion. That's what, probably one of the reasons why I don't collaborate with a lot of independent artists because I'm very passionate about what I do. And if you're not serious about trying to promote yourself and promote your brand, then don't bother, don't bother trying to waste my time. So I think that's another thing, again, that I think is – a stigma that needs to a stigma or something that needs to be broken because it it's is something that that hinders more than it helps because my thing is is that in order for businesses to grow like you said people have to pour into them and if people don't pour into them those same businesses are bleeding out that mm-hmm. again that's just that's just my 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 take on that it's just a I agree. It's just a hot mess. It Boy, is a you yeah. like to add anything else? <laughs> and it doesn't have to be so much about just the customer service. You know, this platform is for you to just vent off anything, any type yeah, of anything ideas that, that, that you have, that happens to you. Yeah. Anything that you just can't make up. Hello, well, Richard. Are you still with I, us? I, I, yeah. I'm, the only thing I am is I'm just worried about the future. Uh, you know, it's just that the you know, I, I came back in the '60s and '70s, <laughs> and um, you know, I'm just worried about the future now for especially African American young generations because they're not learning anything anymore, and and it all ties into customer service, and it, I mean, it really ties into everything as far as you know, being good stewards of of how we treat people. I just right. I see it. It's just, I mean, even when you're talking about the hairstyle, I, I've, I've been where you are. I've walked in to get my hair cut, and the guy comes, or gentleman comes later, and I get up and walk out like, you know, my money means more to me than my time. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at in life. I love money now. I have time. <laughs> so uh, my thing is I just i am fearful of the young generation now because it just seems like, you know, it's, it's, it's all about an eye generation. It's not a customer service or making sure your neighbor's good. I grew up when you would knock on a neighbor's door and ask for a cup of sugar. I live in a yeah. community now. Yeah. I, w- I don't even know my neighbors. You know, that's um, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because um, it's where where I live. Is I've been living here for almost three years, and it's like people ask me. They were like, you don't you don't take don't say hello to your neighbors. No. No. 
I mean, well, no. my next door my next door neighbor I do, like we see each other in passing and they they're like, Hey, how you been? I'm like, I'm good. You know, how are you? And we have that kind of conversation with me and some of my neighbors I might see them there I'm like, Hey, how are you? And you know, just I do that kind of thing. But yeah, it it used to be that way where and for myself again, being in my late thirties, I was I remember growing up to where I would go to my neighbor's house and, Hey, do you mind do you happen to have a cup of sugar that I could borrow, whatever, whatever, you know. But nowadays, it's, and it's because of the fact that this world is getting this because technology has advanced so much. Kids are stuck in front of a TV, and then or they're stuck in front of their iPhones or their iPads, or they're watching this, these 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 reality TV shows, which really is not reality. If we're gonna tell the truth, that's not that's not what reality is. And they want to try to emulate that kind of thing, and I'm like. That's not what that is. And it's so funny because I was sitting down yesterday just talking about how much his things have changed because I was talking about how I remember when music was on cassettes. I'm pretty sure you guys remember when music was on vinyl, um, maybe even an 8-track. I don't know. But for myself, I was just saying, you know, how I remembered how music used to be on, on cassette tapes and then it went to CDs and how, you know, I remember getting a, a CD, my first CD player and I thought I was just big, just the big thing with, with my own CD player, you know. So it's just like things like that. It's like nowadays they don't, they, they're so glued to technology and TikTok and wanting to be that, that internet sensation and it's just, it's, you, there, this the next generation. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Richard. It's going to be a lost generation. It is. It's, it's already. We're already losing. I mean, and then the adults that should be teaching them, they're not doing any better. No, they're not. Uh, that's, that's the sad oh. part as well. And I'm glad I learned out that you're in entertainment. So I got a question for you since you're into music. Sure. Uh, when I was growing up, music had a different type of meaning. You, you knew what the meaning was. Mm-hmm. So since you're in music now, I can't understand exactly what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and I, you know, I have you know I have kids in their thirties, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what is the you know I grew up wasn't that much vulgar language as I hear nowadays in in, mm-hmm. in cars when they're driving. Um, so my question to you is, and and you tell me, do you see this type of music where the vulgar language, you know, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, is in a certain group of people, or is it across the board, like, you know, all races are, are having that same kind of you know, <laughs> and, and you can't understand what they're saying. You know what, I, I mean, I, Richard? I, I, you have asked a great, you have asked a fantastically great question, and I can definitely answer that for you. So, when it comes down to it, because I love music, I'm like OJ's. I love music just as long as it's groovy. But when it comes down to certain genres of music. This is the thing that I learned that the music industry has done. So they make the music that this hardcore rap music where they're calling women out of their names and these rappers are talking about their body, these female rappers are talking about their body parts and being so explicit about who they are. They do this and they target it toward a certain minority to make these to make the younger generation and these these twenty somethings and early thirty somethings to make them think that this is the way music that this is music. See, for me, I grew up. I was I was born in the eighties. I grew up listening to. I came came along during the era of Whitney Houston, Luther Vandross, Tony Braxton, Anita Baker, uh, Celine Dion. You know, I grew up listening to them. But then I also my 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 mute love for music went back further than that. So my love for music, I even went back listening to music from the seventies, Gladys Knight and the Pips, the Supremes, uh uh Kenny Rogers. I mean, I love just ended up loving music altogether. But I noticed that as I as my music as I got into the music industry and as I started writing and um uh, music and as I started really honing my craft, 
I noticed that a few things had been taken away um, from the music industry. One thing is, is nobody said that as I started to evolve in my craft, I noticed that no one really started singing anymore, that that, that went away. It was all this uh, auto yeah. tune crap. And, you know, and then it was just like, if it wasn't that, everybody was starting now, especially nowadays, everyone sounds the same. No one sounds different from the next. But back, but from what I understand, like the music that I grew up listening to, everyone had a different sound. But also in that, with the music industry, they, they go for the person based off of how they look and not the talent. Um, and that's then that's across the board because they have some artists that in the pop genre, which is the genre I'm in, that actually have music that you can that you can listen to that you can they can sing and it's you know it's real up and gives you you know make makes you feel good. R and B nowadays has gotten so vulgar that it's just like I I can't even listen to it. I tried to listen to Beyonce's Renaissance album. I got to track four, which was a, her song Cuff It. And I stopped listening. I because I'm like, that. Because, and I got irritated. Because, and, and I got irritated because I've watched Beyonce's career from the time she started with Destiny's Child and they released their first album 25 years ago, all the way up till now. And I'm like, this girl and and her group, they actually sang something that I understood. Her music now, I don't understand it. It's I don't not get music. It. Well, it's not for me. It's not music. Um, exactly, it's and that's basically and, and, kind of her talking and kind of like little catchphrases and right. I, and I and don't even I don't even want to call it catchphrases because it's not catching anything. No, it's not catching my anything. No, because she was cursing every five every five seconds. But the thing about it for me is is that I don't understand the music of today because, in all honesty, Richard, the music of today is not music. It's garbage. It is. It's, it's straight garbage. And what really irritates me as an artist more than ir- anything is the fact that these, this music snatches Grammys like anything. Like th- this music is sitting at the top of the Billboard charts, and these pe- these these artists are getting Grammys and have, walking around with millions of dollars. But I remember as a kid watching Grammys and seeing Patti LaBelle, Whitney Houston, Natalie Cole, uh, Michael Bolton, uh, Kenny Rogers, all of these artists who yeah. when they stood on when they stood on the stage and they won those awards, you knew why they won. You so true, true. Those are good artists. Those are really good artists too that you name. And the thing is, is that they have music that even though they're they've had albums that were out thirty, some almost forty, maybe fifty years ago, you can still listen to that music today and be like, you know what? I love this. Like this, they, they have music that makes you feel something. These songs that are out, the music that's out today, I don't feel anything from it. Oh, I feel something. My ears hurt. Right. I feel that's myself turning. I feel myself hurt. turning. I feel myself turning the radio off. I don't even really listen to the radio. I listen to Apple Music, where I, 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 I honestly, I tend to listen to my own music more than I listen to anybody else's. Because no. I actually sing. Because I actually sing stuff of substance. So since you're in the business, and, you, and I agree with you on this, how does parents or individuals now change it? Because it is kids are listening to it, and they're emulating exactly what they hear in music. Ooh. They're cussing, being very disrespectful. I mean, I see it. I see it every day. Um, I got a friend, you know, is going through it now. So how, how do we – and it's only affecting a certain – clientele of people or race, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, because I told one friend, I said, hey, you know, why don't you go play country music then? And he's like, no, no, I want to be doing this. I'm like, well, that music never so, Okay, I okay, never, so in that... Never, the beat is still the same. So in that, that, that event, in that instance, Richard, that's a choice that the parent makes. And if they choose to play that music to that child or for that child to hear, then that child is going to emulate that based off of that parent's choice. See, the Bible says that if you raise a child up in the way in which they were, they're supposed to go, they won't stray. Yeah, but you so, got to remember this here. This is what I want everybody to remember. When we were growing up, when you got home, you were gone. You were out of whatever peer pressure or whatever was there. 
These young kids now get it in school, cell phones, friends. I mean, there's just so much, you know, social media has just took over the, yeah, everything. Um, yeah. They block it now. Like sure. back in the days, a parent could be like, okay, I'm limited this. But now you could try. <laughs> but it, yeah. yeah, and you're absolutely right. That's why I said with the advancement of technology, with the advancement of technology, it's, you, can't, you can't get away from it. I remember back in the day when, like, you had, like, if, if watching a movie, if there was even a nude scene and your parents would make you get up and walk out of the room. Nowadays, I remember that. Nowadays, I yeah. can't even go on. I can't even go on Twitter without seeing something, seeing nakedness everywhere. Oh my gosh, dropping it like it's hot and twerking. And it ain't dangerous, right, hun? No, dumb. When I say when I say nakedness, I mean birthday suit nakedness. Okay. I know. I was being modest. <laughs> uh, I, w- I wasn't gonna be. I wasn't gonna be modest. I'm no. They they got on the clothes that God brought them in the world in, which is their skin. So and, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, are you serious? Like, it's did you you put this out here? I'm like, and kids and kids are seeing this, and it's on TikTok and it's on and it's on Instagram and all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then I get tickled even more so because I'm like, people don't understand. Employers see this stuff. Like people's employees, and it's that part of like, me. Oh yeah. I'm like, people's oh, yeah. employees can see this stuff easily. That's why and a lot of these employers really ask. And a lot of employers have on their links, post anywhere, you know, your website, your Facebook, your whatever, whatever. They have this stuff there. If, you, if anybody's ever paid attention to it, they have those links there for you to post your social media because they're going to go out and see you. Yeah, they do. But like I said, the, the young generation, they don't get it. It's, it's a mess. It's, yeah. it's about a mess. Now, they, now the, uh, this, 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 this generation is definitely one that I have you scratching your head like, really? That's um, that's one of the reasons why I can't why make I, a I think, whole lot of this stuff up. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I thank God I don't have kids, and I thank God that um, I'm not a teacher <laughs> because I would be in jail. I'm just going to tell the truth. I would be in jail because I don't I don't play those. I my parents didn't play that with me and my sister, and they definitely I wouldn't play that with my with my kids none whatsoever. So my last question is: Since you're in the music business, is there a way to change the way the music for different different type of style so they get embraced with that or is just you know is there a way to where right now you know that hardcore rap is taking the lead is there a way to change that mindset of moving forward is there a way there is there actually is yep there actually is however richard that 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 change has to start with the artist it has to start with the artist Especially because they are the voice behind that, behind the music that we hear. They are that. They are that instrument. They, God gave them that instrument for a reason, and then they have to be the ones to say to their to the record labels, to the manage to their managers, hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to sing like this. I'm not going to rap about this. I was watching the Dion Warwick documentary, Don't Make Me Over, and Snoop Dogg. Um, is in there, and he said um, that Dion Warwick had invited him and um, Dr. Dre and all of these and Suge Knight and all these rap artists to her home, and she, you know, had them all there, got them all donuts and all this kind of thing, and she said to and she, um, her sons actually uh, in the in the in an interview as I was watching the documentary, they said that she, we have she one, looked at all of them. Uh, I, I didn't she, mean to interrupt, but we do have one minute left. Yeah, I got you. Um, but um, she took and she said to them, she said, okay, now you get, she said, now all of you call me a B. And they were like, well, Miss Dion, and she said, no, 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 call me a B. She said, because if you can call me, a, she said, if you can't call me a B, then what gives you the right to call a female that? So again, it all is based mm. on the artist. It's based okay. on the artist. Okay. Hey. But we are, we, absolutely, but we are now down to 15 seconds. So, uh, Richard, thank you so much for calling in tonight and um, giving, and giving us and making this a very insightful um, hour. I definitely, we definitely do appreciate it, um, and we definitely hope you would um, should come, could definitely come call back and come back onto the show. We definitely would love to have you. Okay, thank you. 
Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, Ms. Nicole, did you have any, any final thoughts or anything that you wanted to say before I we wrap up? I am just so happy that Richard called in. Thank you so much for his insight and questions and feedback. And I think tonight was an awesome show as usual. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to look forward to going back and listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And yes, that was a shameless plug, people. We are on Apple Podcasts now. Please go out and listen and subscribe um, to that show. Also, subscribe to my show, Underground Sounds, which is out there as well. But um, next week, we will be back with another show um, right here on blogtalkradio.com. Again, you can tune in to blogtalkradio.com. Can't make the um, forward slash can't make this stuff up. Call in 515-605-9726. We will be right back here next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with JR and Ms. Nicole. All right, you got us right here on I Can't Make This Stuff Up, guys. So until next week, take care. God bless. Peace.